What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of In Conversation With. Thank you so much for having me. That's awesome. A lot of these artists need the money that comes from touring. Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of In Conversation With. I'm your host, Andre, and today's episode is a different one. It is going to be, uh, it's just me. Uh, It's just me today, and the reason I wanted to do this is because every 10 episodes, I want to do a recap of what I've learned, what I've learned in the past 10 episodes. Kind of want to put myself on a spotlight and, you know, just talk about couple things that I've learned over the last little while and and some things from the friends that I've spoken to. And um, this one is probably going to be different, the most different. Um, But, you know, I don't know when I get to episode 30 or 40, we'll see what that is. But this one is interesting because one of the reasons I started this show was um, because it was covid Um, we're still in a pandemic as of this recording and everybody was locked down and me as a creator, as a person who has always wanted to express himself creatively, I found myself in a position where shit, I can't shoot. I can't really do anything. Um, I've always had an idea to do a podcast, a basketball podcast, a, you know, interviewing podcasts where I'm talking to entrepreneurs or whatever it is. Um, the actual original name for this podcast was going to be called uh, Stuff I Learned This Week or Shit I Learned This Week. And that was it. That was going to be the basis of the show it was going to be Stuff I Learned This Week. And I still kind of like that. Maybe it's going to be, <laughs> maybe uh, one day there's going to be a version of the show that's going to be called Stuff I Learned This Week. Um, but yeah, I... Um, you know, just a bit about me. Like I started in the TV industry um, when I was 19, 20 years old. I, I did a little demo for Much Music. Much Music is a, a TV channel here in in Canada. Uh, VJs, which are the hosts on camera, you know, throwing to music videos or interviewing musicians. Um, that was like the dream job for me. And I always wanted to do that. But Around 22, 23, I was just so ambitious. I said, I could just do that myself. Why don't I just build something and, and make that myself? And, you know, my, my friend and, and, and business partner at the time, um, Michael Mitty, who I had on the show, him and I did it. You know, we, we started a TV show. We did it. And I was hosting and producing the show. And um, that kind of kicked off my career. And I love interviewing. I love asking questions, thought-provoking questions. I love talking to people that I think are interesting. And, you know, it's funny. That was about 10 years ago, um, just under 10 years ago. And here we are now, um, nine years later, and I'm back doing it. And I don't know why it's taking me so long to get back to this point, but, you know, it reminds me of something that somebody said to me once. It's um, Mauro Ranello, he's a host. Yeah, he does um, mixed martial arts, you know, Pride, UFC, that kind of thing. And he told me once he's never had to apply for a job. He's like one of the best in the business at it. But he told me once he's never ha- ever had to apply for a job. Every job he's ever had since he was about 16 or 17 has been offered to him. And I asked him, how did he figure out what he was so good at where he didn't even have to apply for a job ever in life? And 
he said something to me that I've never forgotten. And I'm going to repeat to you now, but he said, you know what, Andre, everybody in life knows exactly what they're supposed to do. It's just that we convince ourselves that we want to do something else. And then we go do that thing. I just simply did the thing that I know I'm supposed to do. I know I'm supposed to be a host. I know I'm supposed to be in front of the camera or on the radio. And I did that. And that's it. And I remember Jimmy, Jimmy Fox said something similar to that. And I've heard other celebrities and other successful people say something similar to that. And the reason I'm bringing this up is because I feel like this is what I'm supposed to do. I feel like I'm supposed to be in front of the camera, interviewing people or being a monologue, being a personality myself. But when I was hosting, when I was in front of the camera, even right now, I feel alive. I feel like this is who I'm supposed to be. This is what I'm supposed to be doing. And, um, you know, there are a few other people like when I was in high school, this is one of the things people told me that I should be doing. Yo, Trey, you got to be in front of the camera, man. You got to be interviewing people. You got to do this. You got to do that. Or even now when I meet people and I tell them like, yeah, yeah, this is something that I've done in my life. Like I've interviewed people. Um, it's not surprising. People just, they can see it. Yeah, oh, definitely, for sure. I could see it in front of the camera. You definitely, you should be hosting a show or something somewhere and doing, making a lot of money. Um, so I want to get back to that. I want to get back to doing the things that not only I love doing, but I feel alive doing. And with that, I want to circle back around and talk about some of the things that I've learned during this journey. Um, so I remember interviewing one of my friends, uh, Michael Landry, episode two, uh, influence agency, um, online marketing company. Um, good friend of mine. We've been friends for about 14 years. Um, and when we met, we met working at the source, the source by circuit city. It's this electronic store, uh, like Radio Shack, but you go in, you buy your electronics, your phones, your cameras, whatever. And we worked there together. And when I met him, he had been working there already for, a, I don't know, a year, a couple months, whatever. And the first thing he said to me was, get another job, man. Hey, my name's Andre. My first day I'm walking up and he's like, get another job, man. <laughs> uh, and that was it. And we've been friends ever since. Um, and I'm really blessed to have him in my life and have friends like that around me. But the reason I'm bringing up that episode is because there was one point in the episode where he asked me a question and, and maybe I'll insert it here, but he said, Hey, if, if the pandemic never happened, would, would you still be doing this show? And it, it took me back. I, I kind of like, Oh, I guess not. I guess it wouldn't have happened. I guess I would have found some other way to be distracted with something else and do something else. And it wouldn't have happened. And him asking me that question kind of threw me back and I thought about it for about a week and I thought to myself wow I guess that's one of the things that I've taken out of this whole COVID pandemic is that it's forced me specifically I'm sure it's forced other people but it's forced me to face myself and look into myself and look at what are the things that I love to do what are the things that I need and what are the things that I want to do? Like, I just want to do. And this is something that I want to do. I want to create. I want to talk to people. I want to interview people. And I want to learn more about myself and learn more about the world out there. And this podcast has given me an ability to do that. So thanks, Mike, for that. And um, thank you for listening right now, whoever's listening right now, because every little tick on the counter, whether it's one, whether it's 20, whether it's a million, means something. And um, as that goes up, 
as that number gets higher and higher, um, uh, more and more people are going to hear about this. They're going to hear about me and hear about my journey. And um, it's going to mean a lot. It's going to mean a lot. So that's one thing I've learned definitely from doing the show. It's just, I wouldn't have done this if it hadn't been for COVID. I wouldn't have done this if it hadn't have been something that I've done in my past and I really love doing. And being in front of the camera again, it just reaffirms that, you know what, everybody knows what they're supposed to be doing, whether you want to come to terms with that or not. And I'm tired of running from that. So I'm going to go all in on this now. Um, one of the other things that I've learned is that everyone has been through some kind of struggle that they're either currently dealing with or have dealt with before and have come over that. So one of the things with talented people, with entrepreneurial people, is that you failed at some point in your life. And um, if, you've, if, you've, if you can say that you haven't failed, then maybe you haven't done enough. But I'm definitely somebody that's failed. And in talking to these entrepreneurs and talking to these people, you know, the first couple episodes, it was, you know, I just want to talk to you about your life a little bit. And as I went further and further, I realized that I'm not asking enough thought-provoking questions. I'm not um, being um, investigative enough. And I'm not doing enough research. Um, they were my friends. Emma is a friend of mine. Michael is a friend of mine. Uh, Aaron is a friend of mine. Um, these are all people that I kind of know already a, a little bit about their career. So I'm not delving as much into um, figuring out what are the things that you did and didn't do? What are the things you failed at? But, you know, um, in bringing up Aaron, that episode is great. Uh, I believe that's episode seven. I talked to him, music producer. Uh, I met him actually when I was doing the TV show. I, I mentioned What's Poppin'. And uh, he's a, uh, he's a, he was a drummer, he's still a drummer for the, for the band as of recording. And, you know, what I really like about him is that with that episode is that he goes into right from the very beginning, you know, I was a kid and this is how I came up in the ranks. I had to figure out, okay, how do I deconstruct this industry? And now once I've deconstructed the industry, I know where I can put myself. I know how I can be successful. I'm going to choose this lane right here. Not because there's a weakness there, but because I have a strength and I can fit into that box right there. And that got me thinking. That got me thinking that along the road to getting to that point, there, have, there had to have been some experiences that he's encountered where he said, okay, I'm not good at this. Okay, I'm good at this. Okay, maybe I can be better at that. Maybe I need to practice more here. And I think that's something that's overlooked by a lot of entrepreneurs or even just people that want to be good at something, want to be good at anything. Uh, I was a teacher for a couple of years. I taught video production uh, at a college here in Ontario. Um, and I was with a lot of students that, you know, in 2000, in the 2010s right now, you know, you have social media, you have technology, you have things that are moving at such a rapid pace. And Unfortunately, what that does is there's a lot of positives to that, right? There's a lot of positives to that. Today, I could decide to come up with something and tomorrow I can launch it and sell a product or a service. Um, that's one of the positives. Um, but one of the negatives is when you're 17 years old or when you're 20 years old and you can see every day all these people that are successful for doing something that maybe you want to do 
or maybe you can't quite do yet, or maybe it's never been an idea for you, you think that everything happens quickly. You think that everything happens immediately. And that's not true. That's not the case. So the reason I'm bringing up teaching is because I was with these students and I'm telling them, hey, here's the process for how to do something. I, I remember I had a class once and I did a lecture with them for about an hour on how to have your how to have your own TV show, how to put your own TV show on television or get it in front of a sponsor and get it on television or Netflix or whatever. <clears throat> and I explained the process. I explained the process. I said, look, guys, this is what it looks like. This is how you get your own show up on TV. Um, you got to, you know, uh, come up with the idea. You have to put a crew together. You got to, uh, you know, do a demo. And then once you've done that demo, you have to get it in front of maybe an investor, maybe a producer, maybe a, a sponsor, you know, whether that be Coca-Cola or whether that be, you know, Walmart um, or even a smaller company, um, you know, Circle K, whatever it is. And then if they like it, then you get some funding and then you pitch it to a network or a streaming service or you put it on YouTube or whatever it is. But that's the process. It's work. It's hard. If it wasn't hard, everybody would do it. Um, and I understand the, ir the irony that I brought up YouTube and anybody could do that. Yes, sure. Fine. But not everyone will stick to it. Not everybody will continue to do it. You know, every week putting out new content, every week sitting down, you know, Sundays, uh, between 8 and 10 or in the morning, get up at 6.30 to 9. They just do their work. Um, 10,000 hours. And I remember I did that lecture and one of the students put their hand up. And he said to me, that sounds, that sounds like a lot of work. <laughs> I laughed. I actually laughed uh, because I'm somebody who's gone through that process. And I love that process. I love the process of creating something new and putting it out there in the world and then creating something new and putting it out there in the world and then creating something new and putting it out there in the world. And he's somebody who's never done it before. And I just explained this process. And the first thing he says to me is, that sounds like a lot of work. And I said, yeah, it is a lot of work. And he's like, okay. And then he dropped out. That was it. That was the last class that he was in. He dropped out of the class. And, um, I wasn't as disappointed as I thought I would be when that happened. I was actually, I was actually proud of him. I was happy for him because it is a lot of work. And if you don't, if that's your goal, if you want to have a TV show, if you want to have anything and you want to put it out there, this could be for anything. A TV show is what I'm talking about because that's, that's my field, but it could be a business. It could be, Hey, I want to launch a product. I want to launch an Uber. I want to create a new bike. I want to create a new, you know, a new wireless mouse that works for your phone and your, whatever it is. If you want to do anything, there's a, a process to success that you must follow. Um, that process is changing now with the internet and with certain things, but it, there's still a process. There's still um, a formula that you need to go through and not everybody wants to do it. So specifically speaking with television, with having your own TV show, I explained that process to this class and to this one particular student. He didn't want to do it. He said, ah, I don't want to go through and he dropped out and then he like went into sales or something like that. Cool. No problem. He understands what he wants to do and what he doesn't want to do and how much work he wants to put in. And then he did that. And I circle back around to entrepreneurs and business owners because you have to go through that process many, many times because I went through that process and I failed and I went through that process and I succeeded and I went through that process and I failed just like Jeff Bezos or 
um, Steve Jobs or Jay-Z or anybody. You go through that process, you fail at something, you say, okay, now I'm going to go and I'm going to do that differently because I've learned that I need to go into a meeting with, you know, 10 bullet points instead of three, or I need to do 20 investor meetings instead of just five and choosing one, or I need to look for a co-founder from the beginning instead of trying to bring this all the way as far as I can. And then having to look for a co-founder, whatever the lesson is for you, it's the lesson for you and you've learned it. But the best thing, the best piece of advice is don't give up on that. Fail, get up and do it again, and then fail and get up and do it again. I had a teacher once who said to me, Andre, not, not just me, but to the class, uh, it sounded like he was speaking to me, but he's like, you should look for failures. You should want to fail. Those are where the lessons are. That's where you learn. And I've never forgotten that. And it speaks to me so much because I'm a person who, I have a pretty high self-esteem, but when I fail at something, I, I get down on myself because I'm pretty hard on myself. And when I fail at something, I've learned to take the lessons out of that, to extract the lessons out of that and think of, okay, well, what did I do wrong? It's not about what you did wrong. It's something I've had to train myself to believe. It's that where were the gaps in my vision? Where were the gaps in my judgment? What did I not know now that I, and now, and now I know. Um, you know, doing the show uh, with, with, with Mike, doing the show with Mitty, and we did What's Poppin', and we ran that show for two and a half years. I produced, he edited, uh, I hosted it, he shot the show, uh, did the camera operating. Um, but it was more than just a show, it was a business. And, and what did I learn about having a business with somebody else? Especially at a young age, I was 23, 22, 23 years old. Um, and one of the biggest things that I learned that, one, that I could take away from that is if you're gonna have a partner, if you're gonna have a business partner, if you're going to run a business with anybody where you're making money, where you are expected to be putting in sweat equity, talk about what you both want. Talk about what the exit plan is. What do you want? Okay, great. We're going to do this. We're going to launch a product. We're going to launch a service. We're going to launch a company, an agency, whatever it is. Okay, what do you want out of this? Are you in this for the rest of your life? Do you want to get acquired? Are you in this just to find the next opportunity? Are you in this just to make money as much as you can and then get out and then find the next thing? What are you in this for? Are you in this because you're bored? Are you in this because of whatever? And we didn't have that conversation, but we didn't know that we even needed to have that conversation. And, you know, it turned out that we wanted different things. That's it. We just wanted different things. And that's totally fine because we're two different people, but we didn't have that conversation. And I had another partnership where I did have that conversation with the person. Hey, what do you want? I want this. What do you want? I want this. Okay, great. So we're, we're, we're pretty aligned and let's go ahead and let's do this. And it didn't work out because although we wanted similar things, the motivation for those things weren't the same. So for example, um, I wanted longevity and I wanted longevity because I want legacy. I want to be able to bring people up that look like me or don't look like me, but don't have, didn't have the same opportunities I had when I was 19, 20, 21 years old. And I want to provide those opportunities to people. So that was constantly pushing me forward. Because if I don't succeed, 
they don't succeed. That's the way that I saw it in my mind. So I need to keep going. I need to keep pushing forward. The other person, they wanted the same thing, but the motivation wasn't there. The motivation, the drive wasn't necessarily there. So um, that failed. And that was another partnership that I took a lot from, that I learned a lot from. And I'm going to take that into the next one. And I'm going to take those experiences into the next one. And I'm constantly building myself up to be a better person, to be a better professional, to be a better business partner, and uh, to be a better entrepreneur. One of the other things that um, I've learned in this time, uh, especially during COVID and a pandemic and doing a podcast and hosting a podcast and talking to your friends, talking to professionals in your industry, outside of your industry, is that um, what you say to yourself is really important. And uh, unfortunately, I have the tendency to be pretty hard on myself. Uh, I think a lot of people do, but, you know, I'm pretty difficult. I'm pretty hard on myself sometimes if I don't do something as well as I uh, thought I should have done it. Um, I, uh, I, I, like, I'm pretty hard on myself. I, I, I beat myself up sometimes. And um, you learn over time that that's like a voice in your head that comes from something else, whether that's like an upbringing or whether that's a friend that you had or whether that's a teacher that you had or whether that's just like the way that you've taught, you've been taught to look at yourself. And so the reason I bring this up is because I've recently started doing therapy. Um, and, you know, my therapist is, is online, obviously, with the pandemic. That's what we're relegated to, but it's fine. It's completely the same thing. And it has been one of the best experiences in my life. Because what therapy really is, is I think we've been taught that therapy is like for people that have problems, that have issues. And it's not that way. And the best way that I could describe it is the way that it's been described to me by someone else. And it was that therapy is really like, uh, it's like hiring a personal trainer, right? Like you don't look at somebody that has a personal trainer and you think, oh, that person's got problems at the gym. You just look at that person, you think, well, that person has goals and they really want to, you know, crush their goals. They really want to do really well. So they're hiring a professional to help them get to where they want to get. Same thing like therapy, except therapy is self-reflection. It's in your mind. It's you. And if you want to be the best person that you could be, if you want to be the best professional, the best friend, the best lover, um, you need to understand yourself and you need to understand why you're doing the things that you're doing, why you're coming off the way that you're coming off. Why do you get triggered in these moments? Why is this your motivation? Why don't you want to do that? Why didn't you want to show up to that party? Why don't you want to answer the phone? Why do you avoid conflict? Why do you run towards conflict? All of these different little things that might happen in your life. And that is really what therapy is. It's the study of yourself. And it's through a party, a person, a therapist, a professional, who is, doesn't know you at all. They're just listening to what you're saying. And it's like they're taking this weave of emotions, this all this string, and they're unraveling it for you and they're raveling it back for you. And so you have these beautiful pieces of yarn, these little balls of yarn that you can now look at and you can now think, I do this because of this. This is why I'm doing this. And I need to dismantle these systems that I've created in my mind. I told you earlier that I'm hard on myself. That's something that I'm working with. That's something that I'm figuring out. You know, um, 
I'm pretty independent. Why am I independent? Why don't I want to rely on anybody else? Is it because I don't think I can? And where does that come from? Is that a trust issue thing? Have I been let down in the past? Have I let go of that? Am I even dealing with that? Have I acknowledged that? These are all things that you kind of work through with therapy. And um, it's great. It's great. And I've learned a lot. And I continue to learn a lot. And I see my therapist every week. And it is the highlight of my week every week. And we have a great relationship. And I've learned a lot in this time. And it's helped me be a better, more empathetic, more understanding person, but more importantly, friend. And when I talk to my friends now, I'm really listening to them. I'm really doing my best to understand them. And I think I'm doing a better job at letting them in and letting them understand where I'm at. And you know what? It's actually strengthened a lot of my relationships which in turn just makes me better and makes them better. And it's just this constant machine that feeds itself and it all starts with therapy. It, really, it all starts with you wanting to be a better you. Um, and that's something I've learned in this, in this COVID uh, pandemic. It's that you can't do it alone. Everybody, everybody does therapy. Everybody from, you know, you know, your favorite comedian all the way up to Oprah you know, and, uh, you know, executives at Google, you know, uh, anybody, it's, it's therapy, it's meditation. And those things, uh, are things that you need to do because they help you be a better you. Um, and I'm really happy that I'm taking therapy and I, I think everybody should do it. This started off as something that allowed me to get my mind off of what was happening and, and just connect with some people and create content out of it at the same time. But what I want to do now is I want to evolve and as I'm evolving, as I'm understanding myself more, as I'm getting better, um, the show has to get better too. And so this is the end of season one. Season two will be um, better everything. Um, it'll be a better me, most importantly. It'll be rebranded. Uh, it'll look the part. It'll look neater. It'll look nicer. Um, but also, there'll be more format involved. Uh, there'll be more structure involved. And uh, I really want to go all in on my digital strategy. I really want to go all in on the marketing aspect of things. I want it to sound good. I want it to look good. And not just having conversations with my friends about friend stuff and like what they're doing, but more so delving into in more investigative discussions. Um, you know, what your business looks like. Uh, how did you get to where you are? What are some of the failures that you've experienced and overcome? Um, so those are really, really important things that I want to do. And I just want to refocus. I want to refocus. Um, creating content is something that's really important to me and, um, developing a show and developing multiple shows and developing multiple pieces of content is something that's always been a part of my mantra. And, uh, I want to start with myself and if I can do that with myself then I can do that with other people. And I know that doing in conversation with, is going to be something that it's going to lead to bigger and better things. And uh, it's going to help me understand myself a little bit better and understand entrepreneurs a little bit better. And it's content that I'm really passionate about and I want to produce that content. So here we go. This is the last episode, episode 10 of season one. I'm going to do these kind of one-on-ones with you guys uh, at the end of every season as kind of a recap and what I've learned and what I'm looking forward to doing next. 
And so I'm going to take a bit of a break, uh, refocus, uh, figure out what I want my content to look like. And um, that's going to be it. So hit me up if you have any questions, you want to be on the show, um, you have any comments on what you thought uh, of season one. Um, but that's it for me. So this is Dre, end of season one in conversation with. Hope you guys enjoyed it, watching it, listening to it as much as I enjoyed making it. And um, I'll see you next time. Season two on the way. Peace.